Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello, hello. Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I am... Your host for the evening, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner. And I'm doing it solo today. No Reese. Reese is out. You know what? I ain't going to say where Reese is. If you listen to the last episode, you already know where Reese is. Uh, hopefully, he's he's being safe out there in those streets. But with that said, I, I'm here today to, to, to give you your, 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 your post-game recap edition of the Mavs Outsiders podcast but we're trying to give you all these recaps this season um because you you seem to want the content so trying to deliver for you even if Reese isn't here today so first of all how about that dub gigantic win uh honored Dirk with the 41 point win tonight uh I think I, I just saw I was still have NBA TV on in the background. It's muted, but I, I just saw that's the largest margin of victory in a matchup against the Grizzlies. Uh, Christian Wood, 25 points again. Uh, first Mav to have 25 points in their first two games, 25 each, I should say, in their first two games. And Luca, first Mav since I believe Mark Geary to have. 30 in the first two games of a season and now let me make sure i clarify that christian wood 25 in his first two games as a maverick and luca 30 points uh in two in 30 plus points in the first two games of a season looks like jim jackson did it in 94 95 and mark geary did it in 84 85 so um had not happened the 30 points in the first two games since 1995 that's before a lot of y'all were born so <laughs> uh lucas looked like uh, we we talked about it we talked about it luca coming into the season out of shape has been a problem the past two seasons it's derailed his mvp chances most believe it's gotten us off to slow starts and he's in shape right now and we are playing like it we're coming out first half of both games on fire and this time we did not lose that fire in the third quarter. Uh, and like I said, that first game could serve as a wake up call. It seems to have done so. The 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 Grizzlies were coming off a back to back. Usually when you're playing on a back to back, it hits you in that second half. So the fact that they came out cold, I'm not putting that on them being on a back to back. Now, we talked about the Grizzlies having to deal with Jaron Jackson being out. A lot of people still had them very high in the rankings. This is why I did not look like John Morant and a bunch of nobodies out there on the court. No disrespect to those men, but they are just random faces. They, none of them are going to be game changers in, on, in any given scenario. So it was pretty much Luca versus Ja, and Luca was on that ass from the tip. They put, uh, <laughs> they put, I believe his name is David Roddy, the rookie, on him. I don't know why they put a chubby rookie on Slim Luca. But they did that. It was a mistake. Luca took that personal and bodied the kid, embarrassed him, probably made him want to change his life. Uh, had that boy pissing down his leg because he wasn't really an athlete. Shout out to, to Coach 30. Um, 
I'm having too much fun with the solo pod. I haven't done a solo pod, basketball pod, repost game recap since I was doing just the Bibs Corner with with no Reese. So uh, I'm still I'm I'm not as comfortable right now as I might have been back then. But uh, I'm pretty I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting more comfortable. So let's let's get to the details. I'm gonna go through the the box score. See what stood out for me real quick. So first of all, uh, I mentioned Luca had over 30 points. He finished with 32, seven boards, 10 assists, two steals, two blocks uh, on 12 of 23 from the field, four of nine from three and four of five from the free throw line. If you're keeping track at home, that makes him 17 of 18 on the season from the free throw line. No perfect uh, free throw percentage, but the free throw percentage is sexual um <laughs> christian wood 25 12 three assists one block off the bench six for 12 from the field one for three from three 12 for 14 from the free throw line let me make sure i read that again 12 for 14 from the free throw line and now i point out that for both reasons that it's significant the first being that he had 14 free throw attempts we have not had anybody able to draw fouls like that since, I mean, besides Luca, I should say, uh, since Dirk pretty much. And the fact that he made 12 out of 14 tonight after going three for 10 in game one is a promising sign. Again, we pointed out on the pie last, last game that he's only a 60% free throw per shooter pretty much for his career. Hopefully that number starts to increase. Exciting moment in the game was when Luca came down, threw up the lob for Christian Wood, and then they had the 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 dap afterward, and the, they were both yelling. Look, it reminded me. I, I tweeted this. It reminded me of uh, I believe it was in the bubble. Luca had the lob to KP or something like that. But and the vibes were all great at that time. The vibes are great right now. Luca and Wood seem to like each other, and I believe it's because both of them are assholes. And that's perfect. Luca and KP's problem, in my opinion, was a personality clash. I feel like Wood and Luca are more aligned in being assholes, and they can be assholes together to the rest of the league all season, and we can enjoy and reap the benefits. I'm, I'm here for that. Uh, Wood did only play 25 minutes tonight. I know the minutes thing was a uh, point of, I don't want to say contention, but something that people brought up. I know I brought it up and hoped for more. Uh, It looked like Kid did make some adjustments to try to get him more minutes tonight. Uh, The first being, uh, I I wrote some notes, actually. (laughs) Uh, He came back. Um. In the second quarter, like when he came out, he did, I believe in the first game, he didn't come back in for the, the end of the second quarter, but t- tonight he did. And then in the um, third quarter, he came in earlier than he, he had previously as well. Um, if we had not blown Memphis out of the water, I believe he was on pace to get his 30 minutes that we so desire. I do have a point that I want to get to about. I'm going to do this after the break, but the first, the point that I'm going to get to in a second is going to be 
tied to Josh Green. I'm not going to go as hard as I, I wanted to, but I am going to, I am do. I do have to address this. I, I must address this after the break. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back. So tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a step up, Stepped Up same game parlay today with payouts bigger than ever DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA this week kicking off the season it's Mavs versus Suns the Mavs whooped the Suns the last time both teams are going to be come out firing that is a game that I love and I'm going to put I'm I'm smashing Luka points I'm smashing Christian Wood points I'm smashing Devin Booker points like that's a game where you can probably hit on a lot of different parlays. So that's definitely something I would personally be looking at. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code T-B-P-N. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Welcome back. So before the break, I uh, said that I wanted to talk about Josh and, 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 and the way the way Josh is treated, man. So during the game, I was paying attention to a couple things. Uh, something I noticed in the first game, but did not mention, uh, because I wanted to, I wanted to make sure it wasn't just a one game thing. I wanted to see a pattern before I actually went out of my way to mention this. But I think y'all, I think people are looking at Josh in a very, very unfair way. So last game, I think he played 17 minutes. He quote unquote had no shot attempts. He actually had one but he was fouled and they don't count that against you when you get fouled. So that's how he had one point. Um, He did have a shot attempt, but um, he got fouled on it. Sorry. They were showing the uh, Caleb Martin uh, Coloco dust up from uh, the Raptors heat game in the background. So I got distracted. Um, But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's unfair the way the way people what people want from Josh is not fair. So a lot of complaints in that game about or after that game about Josh not taking shots. Now, I pointed out there was exactly one time in the game where he had was allegedly in a position to score and did not. In in my opinion, it was questionable. Now, I didn't like what he did because he got the ball 
immediately tried to get rid of it and threw it out of bounds. And he's allegedly supposed to be more comfortable with the ball. Should have put it down on the floor and figured some stuff out instead of trying to immediately get rid of it. But I have a, a large problem with the way that particular possession has been described multiple times on the timeline since that game. So first of all, he was not under the basket with an opportunity to score. Saw the Ben Simmons joke. It's not the same thing. Ben Simmons was literally under the rim, both feet planted in position to go up to score and passed it. Josh Green cut across the lane, got the pass late while he was moving away from the basket with his back to the basket. Now, could he have grabbed it, stopped, turned around? Maybe, but it wasn't like he was literally under the basket and just had to go straight up. That was not the situation at all. Not a fair assessment. Uh, Again, could have stopped, could have put the ball on the floor, could have turned around and faced and saw if he could make something happen. Didn't do that, threw the ball out of bounds, but let's not make it worse than it was. He was not literally under the basket in position to go up for a layup. That's not what the situation was. Again, one mistake, one turnover. Literally, uh, he had the, the breakaway where he got fouled. Other than that, there were absolutely no other opportunities for him to score, and that is not a problem. The Suns were staying home on the perimeter. Shots weren't there for him. It was not anything of his fault that he did not have any more shot attempts in that regard. So the point I was looking at, or the thing I was looking at, I should say, Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith is more in the mold of what y'all need to be looking at Josh as. In game one, he played almost 40 minutes. He had five points. Didn't hear a single fucking complaint about Dorian Finney-Smith's contributions. Uh, I think he had four shots in that game. Two of them were layups underneath the rim, underneath the basket. Uh, I think he, he took two threes, made one or something like that. Whatever. So I was watching this game, and I was paying attention to Dorian Finney-Smith again. And what happened? In the first half, Dorian Finney-Smith played 17 minutes and took zero shots. Now, I'll point this out again. Josh Green, 17 minutes in the Suns game, quote-unquote zero shots, even though it was one that he got fouled on. People, he needs to take more shots. Dwayne Fiddy Smith, first half of this game, 17 minutes, zero shots. Didn't see a damn thing about Dwayne Fiddy Smith needing to take shots. Why? Because he was not in position to take shots. It is not his job to force in or look for opportunities to shoot. It is his job to capitalize when he is in position to score. And it did not occur in the first half of this game, right? So, again, Josh, I don't know if what you want him to be, but right now he is literally a three and D player who is not supposed to be scoring 20 points a game. Who's not supposed to be looking for his shot. He's supposed to be opportunistic in his scoring opportunities. Now tonight in this game, in the first half, he got wide open for a three point opportunity. He put up the three as he was supposed to do. He finished the game with five points, uh, one assist. And other than that, I I didn't see anything from Josh in this game that made me hesitant, pause, or question anything about him. 
Um, I wanted more for him tonight, but it is not his game to be out there hunting baskets. All right. His job is to get in there muck things up on defense, fly around. Uh, there was a play that I, I did enjoy from him where he um, <clears throat> somehow the matchups got weird when the team came down the court and it was between Luca or Christian Wood to get Ja and Wood ended up stepping up. Meanwhile, Josh was on the wing on his man, realized Wood was on that island, waited till the perfect time and came over to get Ja from Wood at a time where Ja wasn't in position to dime it off to the man that Josh was previously guarding. The team was able to get back into the correct rotations and they got the stop on that particular possession. Those are the types of plays I expect from Josh. I expect Josh to see the weird matchups down the court. I expect to see him make sure everybody's on the right assignments. I expect to see him fill and replace. I expect to see him try to get offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, and, and, and get out in the open floor. Several times he was the first man up the floor, made a Memphis defender run back with him to prevent him from getting an easy layup. Those are the things I expect from Joshua Green. Those are the things he did. Those are the things he does. Again, through two games, one play that was maybe questionable. I give it a 0.5 on the questionability scale out of one, 0.5%, 50% questionable. You're right to complain about it. Maybe not as much as you have. And that's all I got to say about that. Uh, again, I'm trying to be fair to the kid. I, I, I'm trying to be fair to y'all. Um, you, speaking of being fair to the kid, Jaden Hardy played tonight in garbage time. Literally everybody played, actually. And literally everybody scored except Jaden Hardy. Hardy played six minutes. He did get up three shots. Two of them were threes, but he missed them. Um, And he was very, very upset. Well, I'm not going to say very, very. He was upset at the end of the game because he did not get any baskets to go. Uh, He also had two turnovers. He got the ball on the wing and stepped out of bounds but on his first step. You know what? I don't care. I don't mind. It's it's fine. Um, he I have absolutely no expectations for Jaden Hardy. I feel like I know what he is. He's a, a guy that can go out there and and gun. He's going to be hot sometimes. He's going to be cold sometimes. He's Tim Hardaway the third, and that's fine. Um, I wanted him to get his first NBA basket. That would have been really cool. The environment in the AAC was fire. I enjoyed watching on watching y'all on on TV. Shout out to everybody that was at the game. But Jaden Hardy is not a a crucial piece to what we're trying to accomplish this year. He is a kid. He does not need to play. There are too many veterans and and players in front of him that do things that we need. Tim Hardaway Jr. As long as he is healthy, I don't see a spot in the rotation for Jaden Hardy. I see people asking for Jaden Hardy spots. And I, I say, let it go. Um, Jaden, Jaden Hardy does not need to be in the rotation. There's absolutely no reason for that. Uh, he'll play garbage time minutes for now. He may end up in Frisco uh, to, to refine and re- fine tune his game. Um, McKinley Wright also got, everybody got minutes. I said this already. McKinley Wright got in. He got his first points as a Mav. Two points, two boards, two assists, and a steal. And the steal was a real steal. Like, he was clamping up in the uh, as the, the the Grizzlies were bringing it up the court. He got the steal, went up for the lay. 
the guy did block him, uh, but uh, th- that's what he does. He's a pest on defense, and he did pest-type activities. I enjoyed seeing him with the ball in his hands. Tyler Dorsey played four minutes. He was the last one to come in. He scored nine points, had two boards, four for four from the field. He hit a three. He looked great as a shooter. I made the joke on Twitter, you know, is he the, the greatest shooter in the NBA, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, I was glad to see everybody get in. I was glad to see a blowout. We needed that after that dev- devastating, after that BS loss to the Suns on a Damian Lee uh possession mad goofy uh so glad to be on in the win column one and one as we prepare for our next game on tuesday against zion and the pelicans should be a very very interesting game that's a very different situation than the two we've felt faced so far news and notes uh first of all faku Campazo not there i had a visa issue uh, apparently he is not uh, legally eligible to work in the United States right now. This is weird. I feel like um, Dennis Schroeder also had issues with his, his paperwork this year. I don't know if, if it's the COVID situation that's slowing all this stuff down or what, but it's really weird to me that professional athletes are having to deal with regular people issues, but whatever. Didn't need them tonight. Other news, uh, Jason Kidd, according to uh, Nick Angst of, damn, I forgot the name of the podcast, uh, Locked On, <laughs> Locked On Mavs, uh, according to Nick Angst, uh, Jason Kidd said that uh, he's going to be evaluating the rotations and whatnot uh, in games between game, up to game five or ten. Uh, no real set timeline, but he needs a, a larger sample size before he makes any drastic moves. Uh, one of the things I noted was I didn't think that uh, moving – what's the dude's name? Dang. Oh, uh, fixing Christian Wood's minutes, I didn't think that would be considered a drastic move personally. Um, anything else that I need to bring up? No, it's it's been about 20 minutes. That's all you need for this. It's, it's just a recap, my boys. We, we'll do the regular show. I believe we're going to be doing it Monday. I believe Reese is out of town for the full weekend. So uh, we'll probably be recording Monday, which means you'll get the pod on Tuesday. Uh, thanks to you guys for checking in with us all the time. We we appreciate all the love. We appreciate every retweet. If you sent us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple, thank you. If you have not, come on, man. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, go to the app, right? Pull up the app. Go ahead. If you're washing dishes, go ahead and dry off your hands. Uh, uh, if you're driving, don't, don't, don't pull up the app. If, if you're doing anything stationary, just pull up the app real quick. Go to the podcast, right? It's a beautiful logo. Shout out to my mans. Um and then go to that that little thing at the bottom that says write a review. Hit the uh, hit the little edit button for Spotify. All you have to do is hit the little five star button. You can't even write a review. You just have to hit the five star button. For Apple, though, hit the little write a review. Uh, put a little subject. Put a goat emoji. Put a smiley face emoji. Put a heart emoji in the in the subject in the body. Say recent bibs are great. Something along those lines hit the five stars, and that's it, right? It takes you literally 30 seconds at worst 
to leave us a five-star review helps us out in the algorithm. We need that. What else? Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. I got to get on Reese's ass about not uploading these videos, but uh, I'm going to let him get by for now. (laughs) But uh, we are trying to get more active with the video content. So make sure you are subscribed on YouTube. Mavs Outsiders, our logo is there. You know who we are. You know what our faces look like. Get them subscribers up, man. We're close to a, a first milestone of just getting to 100 subscribers. Um, and as the subscribers go up, the more pressure I can put on Reese to upload these goddamn videos. Um, what else we got? What else we got? Instagram, same thing. Get those get those those followers up. I believe it's Mavs Outsiders Pod on Instagram. So go make sure you follow the pod on Instagram. Again, more content will flow as the followers go up. And of course, if you're not following us on Twitter, make sure you are. That's where we're both very, very active on Twitter uh, at Mavs Outsiders for all updates links all that good stuff whenever we do a contest you'll find that there we've won uh, the network does contests sometimes and, and we've won a couple already because because y'all are that um active with us and that's that'll continue to happen as long as you continue to engage with us on these platforms again we appreciate y'all i'm rambling now um let me plug my shit actually uh bibs corner podcast bibscorner.com i know i talk all the time about getting more active over there and it's finally happening uh bibscorner.com i recently put out the goat series new updated list 100 players top 100 players i should say and uh i don't know the list came out interestingly a lot of guys moved if you haven't checked it out make sure you do it is my pinned tweet on twitter uh, your top 100. If you have complaints, let me know. If you love it, share it. Tell a friend to tell a friend and uh, a- engage with me. Uh, on the Bibs Corner podcast, uh, we recently did the She-Hulk review. I need to put that out. Uh, I have it edited already. I just need to release it. So the She-Hulk review will come out. I'm going to release a non-spoiler version and separately the deep dive discussion that I had with Reese. That's how I'm going to start doing those reviews, by the way. Uh, so I did see Black Adam today. So that's going to come next. I'm actually probably about to record that right after I in this. <laughs> but I'm going to start doing reviews. I'm going to do an instant reaction solo podcast with no spoilers. And then if someone decides to join me for a deep dive review on any movie, I'll release that separately. I think that's going to it's going to help me out a little bit and make sure I'm able to do content. One of the reasons I. <laughs> One of the reasons I, I didn't want to commit to a co-host is exactly what's happening is that I'm uh, waiting on people to be able to join me to review these movies. And that's holding back the content. So no more of that. Um, might have another review. I'm not even going to talk about that one until I confirm, but I might be recording another review tomorrow with someone about a movie that has not released yet. It's actually a documentary. Um, so I'm trying to get more active with my my reviews of the the indie stuff that i get sent all the time to review a lot of is a lot of quality in these movies one one of my favorite movies of last year was a movie that was sent to me like this so be on the lookout man i'm trying to get more active out here in these streets life is in a good place right now uh things are moving the way they should so 
uh, you know, stay tapped in. Let me know how y'all feel about me. Uh, how, uh, should I tell that? I don't want to tell that story. Um, let me get up out of here. I'm just talking now. Uh, thank y'all for tapping in with us. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you.